Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Well, by now, with 200 plus episodes of the Practice with a Question Mark podcast, some of you may be wondering what practice is. Well, my point is, so am I. I'm still wondering. It's still fascinating. When I have a conversation like the one I just completed with Enzo Darcy, who is a senior finance consultant at Travelers Companies, I think now there, the way he's put together, the way he expresses themselves and what he does, capital D, is what practice is. It's, it's all of those things done by a human being with heart, mind and soul. Well, then I'll have the next conversation with the next person. I'll say, no, no, that, that's what practice is. That's what practice sounds like when someone is speaking with me with enthusiasm about what they do. So until the next time you hear the next episode, here is Enzo Darcy, practitioner extraordinaire. Anyone who's been following this series, and I hope, you know, it's countless people who have been following this series for the last two or three years know that one of my greatest joys is to reconnect with uh, former uh, CCSU students at Central Connecticut State University students who were in the Traveler's Edge program, Empowering Dreams for Graduation in what was the E for? Employment. Employment. (laughs) (laughs) If they got to the graduation and left off the E, it would not have been something I was excited about when I was the faculty sponsor for that program, because I, I believe wholeheartedly in not only employment after graduation, but employment within the bounds of which some can grow and change and thrive. And I, that's partly why travelers are such a great, uh asset for both you Enzo and for me because uh they both uh everyone at Travelers wanted us to thrive at CCSU so they brought us that wonderful program and grant and they also wanted to bring you guys on uh and help the company become wonderful so it was a win-win tell you the truth even if they didn't have that employment portion of it still a great program and they amount of opportunities that you get through the program and the amount of growth that you get through the program, you'll be able to get that employment employment at the end either way. I'm still, leaving, of- it. I'm still leaving the E on it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, sure. I want to tell you what motivated me and Kate Wall and some of the others of us who worked so hard on that. We, we really knew that the internships you were getting were terrific. You know, as undergraduates, you had the real experience of the company on uh, a pretty much almost daily basis. And yet you you would come into a theoretical uh, snow fight, snowball fight, you know, where we're tossing theories around and you would, you would say, oh, I get, I see some relevance here. And that's uh, that was the, the thing that I liked a lot. And particularly now you are a senior 
financial consultant or finance consultant? Finance consultant, yes. Finance consultant for travelers. You took some finance courses with us. Definitely, yeah. So while you were in that uh, combined experience of being at at Travelers and seeing how things were done, and, and then you heard the theory and you read the theory and you showed that you understood it, could, was that where you were starting to get that more full fi- feeling that, hey, I can, I can do this? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I had a little bit of a different experience, I guess, from everybody else. So I went... I attended High School Inc., which was Hartford Insurance and Finance Academy, right. which was a business school. So I started taking some finance classes, accounting classes from high school. Travelers was one of the sponsors of the school, the key sponsor at the school, where we got a lot of Travelers employees come and talk to us about the different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And finance was always something intriguing to me. Um, I was always interested. I like numbers, so definitely wanted to pursue that. And I knew I liked that. But during college, Obviously, I took a lot of finance classes, a lot of business classes, but during my internships, I really didn't have any core finance internships. I kind of arrived just to, to learn more about what other things you yeah. know are in the industry. I know Stop I like finance. Business. Exactly. I know I like finance. So let me see what else is there for me. So I tended to apply for different positions outside of finance. So I had an internship as an actuary. I had an internship in compliance. And my last one was in vendor management within the finance group uh, where I currently work as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that group hired me after my last uh, internship mm-hmm. um, in the finance role. Um, so, you know, I kind of wanted to to know a little bit more about the industry. I wanted to know about different opportunities, um, which, you know, we talked about the EDGE program, but that's the power of EDGE where it gave me that opportunity to, to explore for myself and see what other options I have. Um, and at the end, you know, I found that finance was the best fit for me. Um, and that's that's what I did. What is it about the day to day of finance that that holds you holds your attention and makes you feel like you settled on the right um, square, if you will, if in the game of chess, uh, that you're really in in finance and you're really a finance guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I do love numbers, and uh, I, since high school, I loved math and all that. So the number portion of it definitely there. Uh, but I feel like when people think about finance, you think about you know probably a desk job that you just stay on your desk, work on your numbers, work on your. My most of my job is not about calculating. Most of my job, you know, the most I calculate is just hit F nine on my Excel spreadsheet, and it would do all the calculations for me. Most of my job is <laughs> exactly right. You you don't have that anymore. Most of my job is explaining the numbers, so explaining ah. the story, uh, meeting with people, making sure that the leadership team, uh, you know, is has the the right story about their numbers, and making sure that we are tracking the right way. So it's mostly just presenting on those numbers, researching on the story, making sure that you understand the numbers, making sure that the people in front of you understand the numbers. So it's it's it becomes to a point where it's not just about the numbers; it's about how you tell the story and what the story is, right? So where does the story come? Where does that story come from? So I mean, each year we do what we have. Like for example, me, I'm personally involved with expenses on the expense side of finance. So each year we do our annual plan. 
where we plan for the next year how much we're going to spend depending on our what our strategic initiatives will be mm-hmm. we plan on you know this is how many employees we need this is how many contractors we need outside of employees or whatever the case is you know this is how much travel we're doing all this stuff and then when the year comes obviously a lot changes from when we budget to when we actually see you know our our actuals come in um, so then trying to figure out what happened, what the change was, wh- why are we favorable? Why are we unfavorable? Were we expecting this? Is this something that's going to be a trend? So, you know, thinking about thinking about those things. I love it. That's a, that, yeah. that, that's an adventure. It, it's a detective story with a huge stakes involved. Uh, the expenses of a multi, multi-billion dollar enterprise uh, with not only the money that earned through premiums flowing through, but all the money that's promised in claims and then proceeded in claims. We're talking about a massive flow of uh, of cash. <laughs> but within that, in order to make that happen, you would have in Hartford alone, I think you have a, roughly 3,000 employees, don't you? I believe around 5,000. 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That number three yeah. is an old number. I think, yeah. and, and then, of course, there's other parts of the company and parts of the country and beyond. So, all of that is done in every day. Someone spends some of that money that's in their budget. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> they yeah. hit their key and it says send, and someone gets some, some of that money from the company. So, you're at a macro level, looking at this this in, this expense uh, phenomenon, but I suspect even when you're sitting with groups of spenders, uh, executives who get the decision to make that money, that they're they want to know more specifically. How about my area? Is that so? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you specialize in a particular area of expensing, uh, like claim or? Uh, no, I'm in personal insurance and I'm the finance lead of uh, technology. So personal insurance technology. So anything related to technology. So I have, I'm responsible for about uh, 200, 250 million each mm-hmm. year that um, I track. Now technology spending for a company that has to be highly competitive in the arena from every possible angle. They, I remember when they started the Agile uh, projects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but it was all about how do we break out of our legacy systems and uh, have the chance, the movement, the free, freedom of movement, if you will, to uh, try some new things. And I thought, wow, if a hundred plus year old company can do that in the land of steady habits, then there's a good sign for young people going into that company. They're not going to be told, well, you wait 15 or 20 years from now, we're going to give you some real responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get thrown right into it fairly early on, didn't you? Definitely. Yeah. And even if you think about it, even during the internships, you're doing projects that you're working on projects that are meaningful. You're not just doing, you know, Copying, or I don't know what people think about internships Get me nowadays. Coffee, Enzo. Exactly. Want, make sure you got the cream right and the coffee. Yeah, exactly. Even None through the that. internships, no. people are very involved, and you're actually working on a project that's meaningful to the company, and you're actually assisting. Um, you know, you're an asset, even as an intern. That's what I like most about travelers. Yeah, it's amazing because you are, if people could see you on camera, a relatively young man. <laughs> And the old stereotype, I, I remember when I went into Travelers in the 
mid eighties, I was a sort of a, like a guest fellow to study their executive education program, small s on the study. I was just observing, shadowing. And I remember looking around and I was probably in my late forties at that time and looking around thinking, is there anyone under 60 working in this place? It was up in the old building on the mezzanine, you know, where people would wait. And then years later, I'm there because of Edge as a faculty sponsor. And I'm saying, aren't there any people here over 50? (laughs) There was a huge change. And they knew that there was going to be a mass retirement. So they needed the youth and they needed. But if they brought you in and then held you uh, outside of worthy and difficult challenges, I don't know that you would have stayed. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a strategic move on their part because they know there's a lot of retirements coming up. So if you, you know, if you're going to bring the younger generation up and if you're going to bring them up to speed, you got to give them the opportunities to learn from, from all these people that are leaving, you know, get, share the knowledge and make sure that the knowledge stays within the company. I can picture you with your other enthusiasm, which is soccer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're tired of soccer now and having no more interest. No, I'm still playing. We actually have a game this Thursday. So <laughs> with, with we have two teams with travelers that we play indoors and then in the summer outdoors as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Where do you play indoor soccer? In Farmington, Farmington Sports Arena. So yeah. we play there every Tuesday or Thursday. Now I thought of soccer and you because I see that you while you are a strong individual finance consultant, a senior one for that matter, you have to be working with others to get those stories told. A lot of moving of the ball up and down uh, and, and coordination and knowing when to pass something on and when you're holding it too long. So do you see the connection between your finance work and your, in your soccer life? Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything that you do nowadays, it has to be a teamwork. It has to be a team effort, really. Um, you have your individual work that you do on your own, but for the most part, you're contributing to a bigger team. You're contributing. You're a part of a team that you're working towards something together. So for sure, you know, every time I went through an interview, I definitely use that example as, you know, I'm a team player. I, <laughs> I was, a, you know, a soccer captain for so long and all that, all that good stuff that you get from sports for sure. Yeah. And, and tell me a little bit about your, your team that you're working with. What, what sorts of folks are they and what are some of their roles that complement yours? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, during, like I mentioned, the annual plan, during the annual plan, we have to make sure that not just as a personal insurance technology, we're working towards the same goal. However, there's certain projects that are enterprise-wise, as we call them. So, you know, as you know, Travelers has three segments, PI, BI, personal insurance, business insurance, and bond. Uh, so we work with the other finance leads as well to make sure that their roadmaps align with our roadmaps and we're having um, the right numbers in there, the right assumptions for the year mm-hmm. coming up. That's just one quick example. But on a monthly basis, we, talk, we touch base and make sure that, you know, our stories are consistent. So when we go to the leadership team, we have consistent stories uh, across the place. You get to go up to uh, or down in New York or up to the uh, senior f- people at uh, here in Hartford and and tell that story or is you plus others, I'm sure. But have you had those experiences where you're telling them the 
the hard truth of expense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I don't get to travel much because most of my audience is in Hartford. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, because I'm the finance lead of technology, my customer, I guess the biggest one would be the CIO of personal insurance. So this, this is who I present those numbers to. Um, he would be responsible for that area. So ultimately it's his decision on, on obviously everything expense related for technology. Um, but not much traveling in New York, no. <laughs> yeah, don't get down to some of the city there. I think we had one of our um, uh, annual symposiums down at, at the headquarters in New York City. That was quite an experience. And uh, at that time, uh, Jay Fishman was alive and well, and uh, he hosted us. I remember him coming in. We are all, a lot of the interns were there. I don't know if she's your group. No, yeah, it wow. was probably before me. Yeah, yeah, but um, it was it was it was a wonderful experience because he poured his heart out when he spoke. He said, "This is my story." You know, my grandmother came over. You know, we 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 took in laundry. We did whatever we needed to here in this city. You know, to get to a point where I could go to school, and that was what motivated me to want to help you folks. Uh, get the leg up but then i'm then he i can remember him he looked out over there and he said however <laughs> you work you work and you work <laughs> nothing is given to you <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh kessie brathwaite um who was a freshman at that time was placed at his table wow. next to him but she did not know who he was because he came in late and here's Kessie, one of our very fresh and, you know, edge scholars right out into Britain High School. And uh, she's sitting, she and Kate Wall and I are sitting at our table with Chris Galligan. We're saying, does Kessie really know who that is? <laughs> and Kate's going, I don't know. We, 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 could I slip her a note? I said, no, no, she's going to handle it. And sure <laughs> enough, they started chatting, you know, how you do table talk and everything back and forth. And and then Marlene Isbin gets up to introduce the CEO, and I was watching Kessie, and she was giving this you know great credential da 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 you know made this com- com- company what it is, and then he put his napkin down and he stood up, and I watched Kessie go, oh my god. <laughs> oh god yeah but that's the spirit of your company it really is uh and it's it's continued i'm sure that they're real human beings and they're doing a more a very important service when you said uh, they're, they're insuring my home and my automobiles so i i get it i understand uh the commitment they're making but uh, you got to have a feeling that there's some real human beings there when you are interacting as a technology uh, finance guy, do you work directly with the the men and women who are uh, making those computer purchases and 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 uh, maintenance expenses? Do you do you interact with them directly? Not to that lower level, mainly to you know a high level expense or what it would be. So each each within the technology, we have different value streams as we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a leader. So I w- usually works with, I work with the leader of, of the value stream to, to get those numbers that are needed. Um, but unless it's something specific where I need that information, I will go to the lowest level, but for the most part, 
I would work with the value stream leads. I was, I was thinking that one of our edge colleagues and, and who is very active there is Rupesh Parauli. And now he is the, isn't he, is he at the lead, value stream lead yet with the cyber uh, security? I'm not sure if that's his, I'm not sure of his title, but I do work with him. I do see him because he, he represents personal insurance as well. So when I go mm-hmm. to those meetings, monthly meetings to present to the CIO, he actually has a presentation on cybersecurity. So it's very funny how, not funny, but it's, it, it tells Wonderful, you that the edge, the edge program doesn't end just in college. Even when you're at Travelers, mm-hmm. now I have different connects within the company that I, I, I have to connect with monthly. And I have my edge scholars in each area that I go to. <laughs> We're yeah. infiltrating. We're taking over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, so that's our little that. secret. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have that it. connection. It, it helps a lot, actually, knowing that, you know, they went through the edge program. So we still connected. We just had actually lunch the other day. We created a, you know, for the edge alumni. Um, we had oh, a great lunch. Yeah. So a couple of us showed up and uh, it was nice catching up. Now, what about Bob Hawkinson? Hokinson. He is in he he is in the technology arena too, but I think he is at the experimental side where they're uh trying new stuff. So I don't okay. know if you would know him, but yeah, he's he was he is a central uh, grad and uh was not in edge, but he uh, he okay. got it, he got into that area. And there, and there are a number of other cool people who I'm so excited about. Uh, I want to know more about your future, though, as we're moving down on our timeline here for the podcast. Uh, you are already a senior. Now, they can't make you a senior, senior, senior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what's What might be ahead for you to continue this wonderful track you're on? Yeah, I mean, my next goal is uh, to hit the manager role and um, working towards that now. Um, but that's the next step. Uh, to get to that level, so working through that. Up some additional credentials for that, uh, working on an MBA or uh, certifications, I, or it's not necessary. But I was thinking about it. I was thinking about going back to Central for my MBA. Um, hmm. That's one of the things that I've been talking about, and I think it would be a great opportunity. I don't think it would help much in terms of getting to that next level with at work, but. Obviously, it's going to give me a lot of knowledge that's going to help me personally. So mm-hmm. it's definitely an, an option for sure. What does help most, do you think, to get you from uh, where you are to a, manage, a management responsibility? I mean, just getting exposed to certain projects and certain skill sets that I'm already talking to managers about and I'm already on, on track for it. So I think it's just uh, working on that. Showing that things that you're responsible for get done and done well. That's always at, at any level. <laughs> yeah. For oh, sure. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people on the street think that you get into a managerial role because you know how to dress or because you do have, <laughs> you know, those letters behind your name and all kinds of other sort of superficial indicators that you're a managerial leader. But in, my my ethic is that show me what you can get done with others, not yep. just yourself. And will they say about you, if it wasn't for Enzo, no. we wouldn't have made it on time. You know, we wouldn't have uh, been able to tell a story that we all believed in. 
I think that's, that's going to happen, man. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> Folks may not know, why would they, that when I first met you at High School Inc., which you mentioned earlier, you weren't uh, too long from living in Albania. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't speak English well when I met you. <laughs> I had just moved here. So my parents moved when I was 15. They moved to the United States and none you of were, us knew it. Yeah. Were you 17 or 16 <laughs> when I first met you? Yeah, 16, probably around 16, 17. Yeah. So it, I hadn't been here that long. No. But I was very motivated and I was very uh, driven to, to, you know, go to college. And because that's the only reason why my parents moved there, right? They wanted us to have a better life. They wanted us to get an education. Um, so all their sacrifice, I didn't want that to go to waste. So that was my biggest motivation there. Um, I remember you telling me that I was very impressed. Yeah. And I, I knew you meant it. Yeah. It was yeah. a, it was a long way to come in from a part of the world where you, where you were playing soccer back in Albania, weren't you? So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took it even more seriously than we did here in the States. We, they didn't know it was football. You know, we Definitely. didn't know it was football, what you were playing. <laughs> But that was a good moment. I remember very well. I was talking to Kate Wall the other day. Uh, <clears throat> we met um, when I came over to talk about my book at the bookstore for the Central Authors. And then Kate was there in the audience. And we sp spoke for a few minutes. And I said, "You, I'm going to speak with Enzo. We're going to do a podcast. She said, oh, be sure to say hello. I, hello. <laughs> and then I said, do you, remember, do you remember when we met him? And she said, absolutely. Now I can't. Who was the person with you? I, was there someone else also from Albania, or were you the only one? I was the only one at the no, school. Yeah. But at our table, and you you were sitting there, and there was Yukon at the next table, and I'm feeling very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here to our table. Don't even bother with them, because you would could have been lured to Yukon. Is that why I got a phone call right after for Absolutely. From <laughs> I think we speed dialed you. We had you right on the speed dial, man. And we were not going to let that happen. because I could see you wanting to go to UConn in a way because it, well, for one thing, it probably had a big soccer team. We had one too at Central. Yeah. I actually, I was interested in playing soccer. And then when I learned that I got into the edge program, I just gave that yeah. away. I said, I'm just going to focus on school. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I just did it. I decided to do that. But yeah, I, I actually was interested in going at UConn and Central. And then mm -hmm. after that, after I think it was at not PDI, it was at uh, Insurance Day, I think that we met. That's right. And after after that happened, the next day I got a call from Central and I just applied only at Central. I didn't apply to any other school. <laughs> Well, folks, you've heard it. <laughs> you've heard it from Enzo Darcy, who is a, a terrific fellow and who's going to have a limitlessly future at Travelers or anywhere else that you care to be, because you've got it all the right ingredients for what Peter Vailo and I had in mind and heart, really, when we wrote the book on practice. We believe that uh, someone who cares about results deeply particularly their own, but also those with whom they are engaged for employment are going to put everything they have into the learning that goes along with that. Every day, learning. Let's cap this conversation off with, what do you think you might learn today? 
it's a it's still morning so you never know uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm already learning so much i mean i've already learned so much from you and uh, you know throughout the four years at, at central um and uh, i mean it's always important to learn new things obviously you know that more than anybody else uh, yeah, i do but i'm i'm always open to learning and that's that's one of the reasons why i want to go back to to school and you know, finish my mba and obviously central is my my top choice there as well so well i love that answer it's only it's only morning that is the right <laughs> answer for a serious practitioner <laughs> thank you very much enzo gassi thank you for having me Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcast, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, oh, how could I have forgotten? Our digital book, On Practice as a Way of Being, is now available. You'll find it online at www.mylibrary.world. I worked on that book after Peter passed away, and I think you will find it a unique and very, very mobile reading experience since it's wherever your screen is in hand or at hand.